0: today's year uh, we will conclude the kind of mini-unit we've been studying of the mi'uts. We mentioned at the outset that there would be six consecutive attributes of mi'ut. Uh, we've seen Derech Eretz and Shana, etc. And today we will do the final two in that uh, grouping, mi'ut and mi'ut schok. So to start with, the b'risa tells us of mi'ut sicha that one of the Kinyane Torah, one of the attributes necessary uh, for mastery and success in Torah learning is to limit the amount we speak, mi'ut uh, sicha. Both the Medrash Shmuel and the Tiferet Yisrael here uh, point out, obviously, that the Lashon of the Brisa is meduyak. It doesn't mean no talking, but mi'ut uh, speaking. Obviously, it's impossible, says the Medrash Shmuel, Efsher below sicha, but nevertheless, there is a recommendation of miut, of limiting how much we speak. Uh, the Tfash Yisrael makes the point that not only is some amount of talking unavoidable, but Miuto Yofala Torah it can even be beneficial and have a positive benefit uh, for Torah. And the Tfash Yisrael specifically says it can have a emotional or psychological benefit. Kidesha Tanuach Hanefesh Kzas Yet a person sometimes has to express himself, communicate, interact with others, That's necessary just uh, to maintain a healthy emotional equilibrium, but otherwise a person should limit the amount that they speak uh, as a way of mastering Torah. Before we uh, delve into this a little uh, more deeply, uh, it should be noted that there are a number of Mamari Chazal, in general, uh, that extol the virtue of quiet, of not talking, uh, specifically earlier in Perkei very famously in, first parak of Perkei we have uh, the statement of yamai gadalti Bain Hachachamim. chachamim v'lomatsasi leguf tov, ele l'shtika best thing I found, certainly hanging around other great people, other tamid Chachamim. the best thing is quiet, lomatsasi leguf tov El l'shtika, and perhaps even more famously in the third parak of Perkei Avos siyag shtika, a way of getting to chachma is to be quiet. And the basic uh, question, chakira, if you will, uh, in general, and certainly when it comes to uh, miut sicha here in our is what sicha are we talking about? Which type of conversation or discussions should be limited? Are we talking about even discussions in divrei Torah, or specifically uh, the non-divrei Torah sichos as they're known? And this, interestingly enough, is actually a machlokas. I guess you, for lack of a better term, I might call it the minority view, but it's uh, well represented in Mefarshim here in Arbraisa, uh, that there are those who say that Arbraisa is even referring to Sichos Divrei Torah. Even discussions in Divrei Torah should be limited. Uh, the Medrashmuel Shmuel makes this point explicitly, and he even assumes that the earlier Mishnah we quoted of Lomatzosiel Guftov El Shtika. Is Dafka talking about learning? After all, it was uh, something that uh, the author there of that Mishnah said, Gadalti Ben Chachamim." Even the Chachamim, who are presumably talking and learning, it's still better to have as little talking as possible. And he quotes the aphorism of Rabbeinu Bachai in the Kara Kemach, who says, uh, "I am not sure who the original or- origin of this saying is, but he quotes it in the name of Chachmei Hamusar, Im Hadibor Kesev Hashtika Zahav.' Right, as good as." Even a wise word can be, that's like silver. But silence is golden. Uh, a phrase that we have even in the English idiom. The Rambam in Hilchos Deus also uh, seems to make this point based on a gemar in Masech Psachim. This is in Deos, Perik Beis, Halacha Daled. The Rambam is very positive, very pro-quiet yare ba adam bistikar and then the ram says va khayn bidviritaro with divr even in those uh, wonderful and sublime pursuits of Torah and wisdom you divriha adam maatim ve in should be more of a man of action less a man of words and he says also sivakh khamim olam yishan adam le tamid of dar khatsar even when teaching one should try to use miut sikha as little a uh, language as possible but this really begs the question, why this should be so? We kind of intuit why excess discussions in non-Torah topics might be damaging and specifically limit our Torah prowess, a topic we'll get to in a few minutes. But why should these uh talk about uh, extolling uh, miyot sicha and teaching in a derech choosing your worlds wisely, and shtika is gold, even in a context of learning Torah or teaching Torah, why, why, why should that be? So Rav Yaakov Emden here in the Lechem Shemaim just points out that as extreme as this is, that itself highlights Shahazman yikar It highlights just how valuable time is. And if you need a minute, then you need a minute. If you need 10 minutes, you need 10 minutes. If you need an hour, you need an hour. But if you need 10 minutes, you don't need to spend 11. And if you need one, you don't need to spend two. Every minute, every bit, even if it's in Torah, but if it's more than is necessary, you're wasting the essence of life. Yakar Hamatsius. So that's a very you know interesting point of the Lechem Shemaim, and I think we are naturally intuit that or understand that when it comes to kind of just wasting time and you know Raisa and these other makoros and chazal are highlighting that time is so valuable, so precious, even if it's used unnecessarily for an otherwise good pursuit, is itself a waste. The Derech HaChaim, the Maharal, uh, makes the point that even if you're talking about Torah, or in otherwise noble pursuits, too much talk increases foolishness, shtos. Whereas shtika is a siag or a simon, he says, uh, farchma. says, the more you talk, that is mevatel p'ulas ha uh, In other words, there's no time to really think if you're talking, he seems to take it from that perspective, that even in the context of learning, the more you talk, that's the less time you have to think in the process, and the more likely that the things you are saying will not be as sharp or as substantive. So that could apply to other things, certainly, and the Chiddush, perhaps, is that it even applies to Torah. In this sense, the way that Der Chaim is understanding it, the Miut Sicha here is kind of a companion to the earlier topic we gave Shiran, of Shmias Ozen, that sometimes silence and the ability to listen and think um, can be lost in a blizzard of words, even if the words are Divrei Torah. So whether it's appreciating the value of time itself, or the fact that when it just comes to learning, uh, less sometimes can be more, because we need time to listen to others and to think ourselves, these Mepharshim say that Mi sicha applies even to uh, Sicha of Torah. However, many, many other mafarshim understand that it primarily, if not exclusively, uh, is discussing Sichas Chulen. The Tiferes Yisrael, the Medrash Shmuel, the Ruach Chaim, Ruach haim all say that what's being discussed here in our Bray, Samir Sicha, is talking about pislis idle chatter, all the different euphemisms that are found in these Mepharshim to talk about, as I say, idle chatter, or purposeless uh, schmoozing. And the Rambam in that aforementioned verse in Hilchos Deus also uh, mentions that point. Kavachomer, if even in Deva Torah you should be careful, so obviously you should be careful to avoid Sicha uh, Beteila. Uh, the Medrash in Tehillim, which is really found uh, already in, or also in, I should say, the Gemara on Daf Yotet Bet, says this in very stark terms. The Gemara: There are Darshans that vidibarta bum. You should speak about them. Bum, Speak about Torah. That God gave you a mouth. God gave you permission, as it were, to speak about Torah. Not as a Velo achirim. That speaking. In other things, that the gemar continues in the name of Rava, so um, it's not just kind of a Moser idea uh, if you want to take this very literally, um, but perhaps even a, a halacha, or even if it is quote just a Moser idea, but clearly the Gemara here and it's in a Medrash Tehillim as well couches it in very stark uh, binary and even halakhic asr and mutter, roshus and not roshus. You have roshus to speak about Torah, not other things. Clearly that's highlighting uh, just how terrible and how negative, uh, purposeless and idle chatter, sicha batela sicha schulen is. But if these makoros assert the fact, they don't explain why that is. Why is it that uh, sicha batela uh, sicha schulen are really so, so bad? And for this, there are actually a number of uh, explanations that are given, <coughs> both in the Mepharshim here and our Brisa, and uh, with general makoros as well. Um, here in our Baritza, the lechem shemayim suggests uh, perhaps the most obvious and easy to understand, and that is that you know you only have so much time in the day, and if you waste uh, too much of it with Sicha bateila and siyach it's just bitul it's a waste of time. It's a time that you're not using to learn. Um, and I think that perhaps on the one hand, this is a very simple explanation, but it's important for us to consider because perhaps we don't fully appreciate. Uh, the seriousness of Bital Torah, um, and I think it's uh, you know there's a certain ironic uh, you know the 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 Yetzir-Hara for Bital Torah is really devious because when we're in yeshiva we tell ourselves well we have endless hours and so what's the difference bottling these minutes turns into many it can turn an hour or hours. And when we're outside in, in the work world or other places, so then, you know, as long as we learn a little bit, we understandably, because that can be hard to even learn a little bit, so since we spend so much of our time understandably and legitimately doing other things, perhaps we are less uh, concerned. On the other hand, I've certainly met people who, go, when they leave Yeshiva, become more sensitive to the preciousness of time, and if they only have limited time to learn, they may actually be more, take that time more seriously. So it's possible, obviously, to... Cut down in Bittul Torah, whether in or out of yeshiva, but no matter where you are, there seems to be this kind of adaptable uh, Yetzirah uh, to not be as careful with one's time. And it just—we uh, should spend a minute just reviewing briefly uh, that there are a number of, I guess, no other way to say it, but extreme mamari chazal about how serious the avera of Bittul Torah um, is. Gemara Shabbat on Daf Lamed Beis says that uh, because of Bittel Torah, children die, the Beis Amigdash was destroyed, it's attributed to Bittel Torah. On the next Daf Shabbat Daff Lamed Gimel talks about Bittel Torah causing all sorts of tragedies. Gemara Shabbat on Daf Kuf Yatet Amid Bet, also Loch uh, Harva Torah Yerushalayim, Elab Ovon Bittel Torah, that again, that Harva uh, Yerushalayim Elab, as we saw previously. Uh, the basic destruction with the seriousness of B'tel Chava. So, Neimat Hamad Chacha, Meisim Kishen Kitanim, why do even budding Tamad Chachamim die at a young age, uh, says the Avast Rabi Nasson here, not because of sexual morality and propriety, not because of Gzela, maybe the two most obvious and famous and you know difficult Yitzrihara Hara for mankind, not those, says the Avast Rabi Nasson, Ela shaposki Torah, V'oskim It's because of B'tel Torah. So, you know, these are quite extreme, and uh, I guess perhaps, you know, speaking personally, and I think that uh, perhaps where I'm coming from is similar to where many other people are coming from, uh, this is kind of a good wake-up call, uh, some cold water, if you will, to kind of shock us and maybe remind us just how much we should uh, take seriously whatever amount of time we have to learn not to waste it uh, with Bitotoro Torah, with uh, idle chatter. So that's one interpretation here in our Brisa stemming from Rav of Emden and the other Mamari Chazal, which back it up. A second interpretation, a little bit more, uh, almost uh, mystical, uh, is suggested by the Ruachayim, the Ruachayim V'Lajner. He says, it's not only that if you have this idle chatter, it's a waste of time and a missed opportunity because you could be learning, but rather the very Sicha B'tela causes a person to forget his learning. He quotes the statement, Shekol Sicha betela shenichnas latoch ozno adam kenegdo dibur shel Torah. That there is a finite amount of space in a person's mind, in a person's consciousness. And once you introduce other things, certainly other worthless and meaningless things, like a sicha b'tela, that will necessarily force out, as it were, other things. It's kind of a water displacement theory. Um, He's alluding to a number of midrashim that use mashalim such as like a barrel, uh, filled with honey or water or other things, different midrashim are slightly different, but a number of midrashim have this metaphor of uh, the barrel being filled with something, and if you add water or oil or something else, that will displace the honey, there's nowhere for it to go, it will, the new thing will force out the old things. So says Chaim if you have Torah inside of you, you have learning, but then you bottle, you have Sicha that will not only prevent you from learning new Torah, it will cause you to forget and lose some of your old Torah. Quite serious indeed. A third interpretation uh, suggested here in Pirkei Avos uh, by Rashi. Um, it's worth noting that initially we do not have this Rashi uh, included right on uh, at Bamakom in the middle of this b'risa, but at the end of the parak. Uh, in some versions, uh, we have uh, another what's called Nusach Acher of Rashi, and there uh, Rashi uh, interprets Mi'at Sicha as being a way of avoiding Leitsonus. That is to say, what is being cautioned here is not just the problem of talking per se but the more one talks about not serious things uh, it's uh, inevitable that it, the level of the discourse will devolve into levity or even worse uh, cynicism and this is a midah which is itself incompatible with torah as a the Medrash Nishir shim Rabbah says that niklas lelev davarshalitzanos yotza keneglo torah um, you know, similar to what we just saw before but even stronger there's this categorical incompatibility uh, there is simply no room in the mind no room in the neshama if you will for leitzonus and Torah and you have to choose and the more you have sikhah b'tela the more likelihood is that the sikhot will be leitzonus and that itself will force out again make you just incompatible um, with Torah uh, the orachayim akarosh in bamidbar in per kavav pasach lamed gimhol uh, also speaks in these kind of, uh, if you will, mystical terms. And speaking about generally the Avera of Bitorah, he says because the mouth of Lomde Torah, people who learn Torah, so the Torah is Makadesh, the person's mouth, and that mouth becomes a form of a clichares. It's as if it's a holy vessel, like the Kalim in the base of Migdash. It was sanctified through the Torah. And therefore, it's like defiling almost like a mi'ilo or a tumah, uh, of the klishares. If the mouth was sanctified with the Torah, to use it for other things is a defiling of one's mouth. And that you know could work with any number of the, uh, certainly at least two of the previous mentioned ideas. So just to quickly review, uh, a lot has been said, a lot has been written on this topic. sicha, uh, on the one hand, it doesn't mean absolute silence. Uh, talking is healthy, uh, even for emotional needs, unavoidable, and it can certainly help in one's learning, but one has to be careful not to overdo it. Chazal generally extol the virtues of shtika, and some of Farshim, including the Rambam in Hechos Deos, seem to apply that even to the context of learning Torah, uh, and we gave two explanations for why that would be, either because that itself highlights just how precious time is the essence of life, we don't even want to waste time when it comes to learning, kavchom or other things, or as the mara said, because the more you talk, uh, the more likely is that uh, you will not be saying things that are contributing to your wisdom, and on the contrary, when you're talking, you are mevatel, you're pu'ulasaseichel, then you're not necessarily having the ability to think, um, and the person needs to sometimes pause so they can process what they know, think about it critically, or listen to other people, not always be talking. And then, finally, we saw a lot of mafarshim who interpret this specifically referring to sichas HaSchulun, Sich more idle and pointless and less ennobling discussions and chatter. And even this, we saw a number of reasons why this should be avoided. Either simply it wastes time, so you miss out on opportunities to learn Torah. Uh, secondly, because there's just uh, only so much room in the brain. Uh, it's like the barrel filled with honey. Uh, you just you have to take out some Torah to fit in the other stuff, so it's incompatible. Uh, also, the more you talk, the more it could lead to sanos, to levity or cynicism, and there also the Torah cannot coexist. And as Orchayim taught us, uh, we have to realize that we, generally in our mouths specifically, that we use for Torah, have a certain kedusha, a certain elevated status, like klishares, and these other things, even though we think they somewhat, may be somewhat innocuous, Uh, or not so harmful, but we should realize that in fact our time and the preciousness of the parts of our body we use to learn, our minds and our mouth, uh, in fact have been elevated by the Torah and we should treat them with uh, the necessary and requisite uh, respect and sanctity. Okay, our second uh, attribute for today and the final one in this group of six mi'utz is mi'utz chok, uh, having uh, not too much laughter, or uh, joking around. Um, And here also, uh, we do seem to have, very interestingly, uh, a number of almost conflicting or contrasting sources. On the one hand, Avos Paragimel Mishnu Yudgimel tells us very dramatically and very extremely, rosh these type of levity, too much joking, cynicism, uh, lightheadedness can lead a person to the worst kind of sins. Furthermore, the Gemar Brachos, Taflamet Aleph, uh, tells us that Oz schok pinu, that uh, the idea of levity and laughter is really only saved for a later point in history, for Gula. But in our time of Golos, it's really not appropriate. And that statement is actually quoted in Shochonarach, and Simon Tuf Kuf Asamech. So uh, that's taken quite seriously, and these are you know anti-Schok Mamari Chazal. On the other hand, though, uh, we know the Gemar in Shabbos, Lama, tells us that Raba used to start every year with a joke. de uh, He would start it off with something very light, very jokey. And the Gemar in Tainis, Khaf Chaf and Aleph, uh, tells us that who are the people who are going to go to Olam Haba, or among the people who going to Olam Haba, are Anshei Beduche, uh, people who make other people laugh. Uh, whether you're a comedian or a clown professionally, or just generally, uh, bringing happiness to other people, making people laugh, is considered clearly a good thing. So what is it? Is it bad? Is it La la'erva? Or is it uh, something you start a shear with and can get you to Olam Haba? So the answer seems to be clearly ar Mi'ut schok. Uh, obviously, in a dose, in a proper dosage, it's good, but too much of it could be a bad thing. Um, a number of on ar make this very point. The Medr Shmuel, Maharal Chaim, the Tephars Yisrael, all point out that excessive laughter is bad. But you see from various Mamari Chazal and even the Diok and Arbarisa of miut that a certain amount of schok is actually good in general and conducive to learning because it improves the spirit and sharpens the mind. In the Tefer Yisrael's formulation here uh, in the Yochin uh, Os Pe'vav that a little bit of laughter, a little bit of schok is a good thing. K'nei u'lahavrika <laughs> v'zikaron. Really, a fascinating uh, formulation that a little bit of laughter, a little bit of joking, not only makes a person happy and gives you a person good spirits, but can even uh, sharpen a person's mind and make him even more um, interested and focused, uh, proactive in his learning. Um, Rashi Shabbos there on that Gemara as well about uh, how Rabbah started each year with the milsab dihusa. So Rashi says that laughter opens the hearts uh, into learning. Uh, it opens a person's hearts, opens your students' hearts uh, into, for learning. Rabbi Lau, in his commentary to per in uh, Yachel Yisrael, uh, suggests that these ideas are actually meduyak even in the anti-Gemara, if you will. The Gemara we saw in Brachos that says uh, that uh, laughter is not for the time of Golos, but only for the Geula, but even there, what was told is, what was the problem? The problem is if you fill your mouth with laughter and joking. But if you just do a little bit miyut, not yamali, not filling it completely, perhaps that is considered legitimate and good, as we've seen in so many Mamari Chazal. And not only can it help in learning, as we've seen these sources, <clears throat> but there are general sources as well which speak to the positive benefit of a moderate amount of laughter. Uh, Rav of Shunafal Hirsch. In a very famous passage in Shmos, Parak Yudaleh, when the Jewish people are complaining, Hamibli uh, En Kvarim, you know where there are not enough graves uh, in Egypt. So he understands that Pesuk as the Jewish people are complaining when Hashem takes and Moshe takes them out of uh, Egypt and they're happy with their material uh, circumstances and they complain. You know, if you're going to kill us, you could have left us in Egypt. So the Rav Hirsch says this is not a sincere complaint, but rather says Rav Hirsch, this was an example of ironic humor. And first goes on to say that this was a method that the Jewish people were using to deal with the crisis. And then he adds so powerfully, this wasn't just something that the Jews did at that one time in Egypt uh, or in the, and when they left Egypt, excuse me, but rather Jews have continued to do this as a first throughout the centuries. Golem has been difficult, but Jews have always been disproportionately represented in comedy and in humor because it's one of the ways that Jews have dealt with their. Difficultation, so really very fascinating. And the Rambam in Hilchos Deos uh, uses this as one of the c- primary examples in Peric Beys of his golden mean of moderation. It says the Rambam, "Lo Adam ba'al On the one hand, you shouldn't be, you know, constantly focused on laughter and levity. On the other hand, you shouldn't be sad. It's of onein, but rather something in the middle called sameach. Tzivu uh, chacham, shlo yehe Adam parutz you shouldn't have too much and just be uncontrollably, but also not to be too sad or mitabel, El Makabakal Adam Basaver Panamiafos, a certain kind of balance, which we know the Ramam applies to many other things. And interestingly, this is one of the examples that he gives as a primary illustration for that overall idea, the need for moderation when it comes to it. Uh, but it's worth thinking about for a minute, uh, even if we accept that as a premise. But what is so bad about excessive scope? You know, we've just kind of stated it as a fact, but why? So we saw already from Perak Yavos in the earlier Perk that uh, excessive schok in Perk Gimel, Mishnah Yud Gimel, is margilin erva. somehow it leads to immorality. You know, why, why should that be so? Um, so amazingly, amazingly, uh, the Tiferes Yisrael there in Paragimel, uh, I think has a beautiful interpretation Have a mix of, I think, really insightful Musr and uh, psychology. And he says that these behaviors of leitzanos of schok, um, if it's done too much, they really end up leading, they reflect, but they also will cause, a lack of self-respect. And as a result, they eat away at a person's social and religious inhibitions. Uh, says this Tzfarsh Yisrael, that just as a statement of reality, that a person needs to have a certain sense of shame and fear of that shame to prevent the worst kind of behaviors. Um, As much as we all would like to be doing the right thing just for the right reasons, says it's first Yisrael, um, hardwired into human condition, is that one of the things that is a bulwark, uh, a preventive measure against really the worst kind of behaviors that human beings are capable of, is a certain amount of self-respect, and therefore fear of shaming, of compromising that self-respect, in your own eyes and certainly in the eyes of other people. However, who is too much of a late, too much of a joker, too much of a cynic, so those behaviors, those attitudes, eat away at the ability to have the level of self-respect for these considerations to really hold purchase. Uh, The more one jokes, (coughs) often that is, (coughs) excuse me, often as I say, that both reflects a lack of self-respect, or is the chicken or the egg, it also takes away and eats away, at the self respect. But that itself is a major, major uh, necessity in the human condition for proper behavior, and the late loses that. On the other hand, he says, given that we see mute is a good thing, in, in moderation it's healthy, so therefore we have to be soful not to cross the line and to become ensnared um, in sin. Um, the Mesil Sharm talks about this in Parakei, and a lot of the Bali Musters speak about this, and there's a popular phrase that they quote, leitzonus achas docha mea which again is a similar idea, that uh, it doesn't matter how well thought out, how well spoken, how reasonable um, tochacha or muster that someone could be giving you is, even one uh can diffuse and negate all of that, because what Sanus basically does is, it convinces a person that they don't have to take things or themselves seriously. And obviously religious growth, uh, call it muster or whatever you like, uh, presupposes that you take yourself and you take life and the important things in life, you take them seriously. But a late, someone who just jokes about everything, uh, is really, again, uh, truly or at least uh, on the surface, uh, seriousness about himself or life, and that is just incompatible with learning or religious growth. Uh, I mentioned a minute ago, just I hedged there a little bit, uh, is this, can, on the one hand, we just saw in Paragimel, even the more extreme downside to too much schok, too much leitzonus, it can lead to even horrible immorality. On the other hand, if it's also included in Paragrav, so we assume that that means that there's an inherent and specific conflict between this and learning. And Rav Chaim picks that up here in the Ruach Chaim, and he says that leitzonus, which is itself the root of schok, uh, he says it comes from the sitra achra. Now he's putting a kedarko, uh, as Rav Chaim likes to do. He's putting a Kabbalistic, mystical spin on it that somehow these things come from the dark side, the other side, some kochos hatuma. Uh, but whether you want to put a more rationalist uh, veneer on it or stick with the language of Rav Chaim either way, I think his conclusion is right. Who Hefecha Torah? Again, Torah is about whatever else you want to say about Torah and avodas uh, Hashem. It's about taking life seriously. And these things are sitra achra in the sense that they are the opposite of that. And it's just, at the end of the day, um, maybe there's a positive element to some of it. But more than that, it becomes really, really toxic and just incompatible, fundamentally incompatible with serious life, which is necessary for avodas Hashem and Talmud Torah. As we already saw earlier in Shir Shirim Rabbah. there we were talking about don't talk too much, because talking could lead to Leitzanus, which could lead to this. But this of itself, whether you're getting there because you talk too much, or you're getting there just because you're too much of a a cynic, but either way, um, it reflects and causes a lack of seriousness, which is just incompatible with the seriousness which is necessary at least, not exclusively, a person is allowed to have a little bit of a light side to him, as we've seen. But finally, a person has to realize that there are really important things in life, Torah, Vorosh Hashem. And uh, if you're not going to take yourself or those things seriously, you're simply not going to be able to grow. There's an amazing, amazing Gemara and Rashi and Brachos and Davchav where the Gemara tells us that a Zav or a Metzorah and even a Boel Nida, are mutter to learn Torah. People who are Tameh for all sorts of reasons, including, in the case of Bol Nida, someone who did a very serious Avera. Um, we know that uh, a woman who's a Nida, so it's a Nisir kare for uh, she and a man to be uh, sexually intimate. So a person who violates that, nevertheless, is mutter to learn Torah. And yet, says the Gemara... Um, Otherwise, a, a balkari uh, in certain circumstances, already has his own problems. Why should a balcari be worse than some other things? So Rashi there explains, because those other people, maybe they had an avera, but they can still learn the yira. A balkari, though, uh, can come from schok in Kalas Rosh. And schok in Kalas Rosh is just in, it's inappropriate, uh, equal with yira. Um, really just an amazing more excellent, but just put out there me the uh, basis of the Gemara is that uh, Keri and Schok go together and they end up being worse than even a, a Boel Nida. Really uh, remarkable, remarkable. Uh, last but not least, uh, to kind of bring it down a notch in a way that I think is very easy to understand and consistent with what we've seen until now is the Gemara in Shabbos and Daflamid that says that the Shechina cannot be Shorah uh, on a person for a variety of things, including Mitoch Schok low Mitoch Kalos Rosh that if a person, again, has two too jokey, too uh, cynical, uh, doesn't take things seriously, uh, they won't be able to have the Shekhinah Shor on them. And there Rashi explains that if a person is constantly laughing or joking uh, and taking things lightheartedly, they won't be able to concentrate or delve into things deeply. Ain das sochek, They just Everything is a joke, everything is, is an angle, everything is a cynical comment. it's incompatible in general with a life of meaning, but specifically with a life of learning, which requires accepting things, taking them seriously, delving into them, questioning, not for games, but for serious analysis. Um, and all of these things just end up being incompatible and in conflict with schok. So I think we've seen something really powerful and worth uh, consideration. That there are certainly Mamari Chazal that speak about the power of humor, the positive parts of being a little not too seriously, having a sense of humor. It has a role in general, in emotional life, in religious life, and even in learning. As we saw that certain Shurim, certain Chachamim, open their shir with uh, a joke. But nevertheless, too much can be a problem, uh, both because it leads to other things, doesn't allow a person to be serious, um, and it really just is fundamentally incompatible with a life of uh, seriousness and meaning, and certainly of Torah.